This is the Smarter World podcast, focusing on the technology and issues behind today's connected world. I'm host Nitin Dahad, editor at EE Times and Embedded.com. In this episode, we'll discuss the new automotive security standard 21434, which is the Automotive Engineering Cybersecurity Standard. We'll be discussing that with NXP's Head of Automotive Security, Timo von Romand. Timo, hello. Hi, Nathan. So, Timo, what's been happening in automotive security and has it changed over the last few years? Well, until a few years ago, vehicles had limited or no means to connect with the outside world. Other maybe than with car access, some audio streaming with mobile devices, or maybe communication with the manufacturer for emergency services. However, they were mostly isolated from the environment and the internet, and as such, they were not really a target for attackers, but that is changing rapidly. Modern vehicles are connected with various networks. Think about cellular and Wi-Fi networks. They may communicate with other vehicles through vehicle-to-X communication, and they may also feature uh, technologies like Bluetooth and NFC to connect to smart devices like a smartphone. And all of this connectivity, of course, improves user experience. It enables services and it increases road safety. However, it also presents immense cybersecurity challenges. And that is because the vehicle, as well as the supporting infrastructure, are appealing targets for hackers. These systems have broad attack services and valuable assets. And that is why cybersecurity is now really a must-have for the auto industry. We've been quite familiar with the standards for things like automotive safety. You've know, got the ISO 26262, and then now there's this new one for security. NXP actually it recently issued some news on this security standard called SA21434. First, can you tell us what the standard is and what, what does it cover? Yeah, certainly. And let me actually first explain you a little bit about the regulation behind it. So it's important to know that also a new regulation was developed. There's a regulation for automotive cybersecurity, which is known as UNR155. This regulation was developed by UNEC Work Package 29, more commonly known as the World Forum for the Harmonization of Vehicle Regulations. And this new regulation demands that automakers ensure that the entire auto supply chain is secure. It is the automaker's responsibility to manage all risks associated with contracted tier one and tier two suppliers with service providers. And this new regulation will be adopted in various regions, starting in Europe, Japan and Korea. And these regions, by the way, represent more than a third of the global vehicle production. Suppliers will need to support the vehicle manufacturers in this. And in particular, by supplying them with appropriate information to demonstrate that supplier-related risks are identified and managed. And exactly that is where this new standard, ISO SE2134, comes into play. Because this automotive cybersecurity engineering standard lays out clear organizational and procedural requirements throughout the entire vehicle life cycle. So from concept uh, and development to production to operations and maintenance and finally decommissioning. And as such, this standard is very supportive in implementing the requirements of this regulation to organizations along the supply chain. You talked about R155, but was that sort of initiated with some key players or how did that come about? Yeah, so efforts to create an automotive cybersecurity standard actually began more or less five years ago in 2016. At that time, SEE International and ISO started a joint initiative to create an industry standard for automotive cybersecurity engineering. These two organizations had individually worked, 
on automotive safety and security related standards in the past, but it was a first of a kind that they joined forces. And if you look at what they did, well, ISO created in the past ISO 2662, the well-known automotive functional safety standards, and SEE uh, created, for example, J3061, which is known as a cybersecurity guidebook for cyber physical vehicle systems. And when these two organizations ultimately joined efforts, they reached out to automakers, component and subsystem suppliers, to all kinds of cybersecurity vendors, but also governing organizations. And in total, more than 100 experts from over 82 companies in 60 countries were involved in this effort. So it was really a massive effort. And the result is the standard ISO SE 244. And as I said, it provides a well-defined cybersecurity framework and it establishes cybersecurity as an integral element of engineering throughout the entire life cycle of a vehicle. Before we go on to whether it's for products or processes, could you explain to me what does the Secure by Design actually mean? I know it's addressing the components, servers and processes, but what is that actually involved uh, or is that going towards a certification that you know, it can't be attacked? Yeah, so security by design eventually means that you really take security into account from the very first start, so not as an afterthought. So if you basically only think about what to do in terms of screening a vehicle after the fact, you're typically too late and you can't have, let's say, sufficient coverage, there's a good chance that you overlook things. So security by design essentially means that you really start from the concept phase on when you start specifying a system, what needs to be done, and then step by step, take the right decisions and implementations, and that all the way until the end of life of a device. So that means following some of the guidelines that have been issued in the US and Europe by the standards organizations on Secure by Design. Yeah, correct. And there have been many different frameworks and best practice guides. And essentially what this standard does is it provides now a common baseline and it, it basically turns these best practices, or many of those at least, into a set of let's say, clearly defined requirements. So then let's move on to 21434. Is this for products or processes? Let's just uh, talk a little bit about where does this apply? A very good question. That's a question that's, that's often asked. So the regulation the standard, both, as I mentioned a few times, focus on cybersecurity engineering. So what does it mean? Well, that they specify requirements on organizations, on policies, and on processes. Actually, both the standard and the regulation are technology agnostic, so they, they do not contain specific technical requirements on products and technology, but rather specify what needs to be done if you design uh, systems for security. Why do you think this news is significant? How do you anticipate it will change automotive security? In the first place, it's very uh, significant because this standard is actually the first generic cybersecurity standard for the automotive market and industry. Because so far, we only had standards for specific automotive applications or security technologies. And actually, most of these standards were also focused on the technical side of things. A second reason why this is significant is also because of the challenging timeline. Because I didn't mention it yet, but Europe is planning to require compliance with the regulation from July 2022 onwards. So next year. Oh, okay. And that means basically that, that from that moment on, vehicle manufacturers need uh, basically to comply with the regulation in order to gain what is called type approval for the new vehicle types and two years later actually also for existing ones. And the other regions that I mentioned, Japan and Korea, they plan to follow a similar timeline. And what's also important is that uh, th this will indeed definitely impose a significant change because the introduction of this regulation is standard in the end mean that the industry has to accelerate the shift from security through obscurity to indeed security by design. 
Can I just ask you, you mentioned Europe, Japan, and Korea. So what's, what about all the other regions? So this regulation was developed at the United Nations uh, level. And any of the contracting parties of that group can adopt this regulation. And most likely, most of them will. And these contracting parties are various countries across the world. And all of them uh, have a vehicle type approval system in place. There are some notable exceptions. Uh, and that's in primarily the United States and Canada. Nonetheless, there are, to the best of my knowledge, also efforts ongoing to create a global technical regulation, also at the United Nations level, that is going to be basically a very similar regulation, but in this case, not tied to vehicle type approval. And those regulations could then eventually also be adopted in the United States and Canada. This will change automotive security significantly because at the moment it's all been about functional safety. So what change do you see in automotive security now as a result of this? Yeah, so it it basically means that, as I said before, the industry really has to accelerate its shift from security to security by design. That has started already before. But basically, there's no way to avoid that anymore. So what I really expect as a change is that this uh, movement is accelerating and also that there's much closer collaboration between supply chain parties. So I think that leads us to the next question. Who is impacted? You you talked about everybody, but let's just explain that to to our audience. As I need said, the entire supply chain is impacted. So the vehicle manufacturers, but also tier one and tier two suppliers, service providers and whatever have you. So... The regulation itself may be applicable to vehicle manufacturers only. However, it does require them to provide evidence that supplier-related risks are identified and managed. And that means that collaboration with the supply chain, so with all suppliers, is required. And with that, effectively, it is required that the entire supply chain complies with this new standard ISO SE 244. And it's also interesting to see that the standard itself was only published very recently, actually on August 31st. However, we have seen first customer inquiries mentioning the regulation standard already more than a year ago, so long before the standard and also the regulation were there. It's actually not surprising given the tight timeline because vehicle manufacturers are required to comply with from summer next year onwards already. So it's really a challenge to achieve that. And I would say... That, that most industry players are well aware of the challenges that are ahead, although there are, of course, clear leaders that take a very proactive approach, but also followers that are a little bit more reactive. Preempted my next question, which was then, is this well understood in the industry? It looks like it is well understood in the industry. Yeah, no, exactly. It is, it is well understood, right? So that's why I said you see that clearly uh, through the fact that we received these inquiries uh, already quite a long time ago. So... I don't think at this point of time is anyone really doubting if the standard has any significance, if they need to look at it. It just depends, let's say, how far advanced the different suppliers and the manufacturers are in terms of accommodating that. Let's bring it to you now, as in NXP. NXP has been certified by 2V uh, SUD, but um, what does that mean for NXP now? As well, in short, it means that NXP is well prepared to address these upcoming challenges. So what we've done is that we have leveraged our long-standing expertise in security to also address the needs of the automotive industry. What we've been doing in the last one and a half to two years is that we've been updating our existing policies and processes, that we've refined them and, and extended them where needed to fully meet the requirements of this new standard. And TÜVSUIT has actually validated that. So TÜVSUIT is an independent external certification body, and they audited our organization our policies and processes. And after a successful audit, they certified NXP. And with that, 
NXP is well positioned to help its tier one and OEM customers to meet the requirements of the regulation. That kind of implies that uh, if the whole supply chain needs to be certified or at least verified, then I think you're very much part of that supply chain now that's certified to enable uh, the manufacturers to obtain that certification. Yeah, correct. And in the end, uh, there's no requirement that suppliers are certified. The, the alternative will be that customers are going to audit their suppliers individually. And we believe it is in the end much more efficient for everyone if we do that once to a trusted third party. And basically, everyone else can reuse that result and build up. What's next in automotive security? I mean, we still hear about cars with their potential to be hacked. I guess this will go a long way towards addressing that. But what do you say is next? What still needs to be addressed and what's coming? Well, there will be challenges continuously because it's important to realize security is evolving, right? It's, a, it's an evolving target. Uh, the outside world gets smarter and uh, new attacks are emerging, etc. But let me maybe highlight one specific technical challenge that I see on the horizon, and that is basically to address the threat imposed by quantum computers. Such quantum computing devices do exist today, and the innovation is happening quickly. But it does impose quite a threat to, for example, existing crypto algorithms. And that you see is the biggest threat for the future, is what you're saying. Well, not even future, now, I guess. That's a good question and opinions differ. Let me put it this way. It's clear that this is a challenge that needs to be addressed. What the exact timeline is in terms of when this threat might become a reality, there the opinions are differing. But... Effectively, what you need to realize is that if you would have a general purpose quantum computer uh, with sufficient qubits that you could basically solve the mathematically complex problems that are used uh, basically in all public key crypto technologies today. So that includes RSA and elliptic curve cryptography. And in the end, it doesn't matter so much if you believe whether these uh, devices will come and what the timeline is. And that is basically because the crypto standards uh, to address that are coming. The competition for replacing cryptographic standards with new ones uh, that are secure against the threat was actually initiated by NIST already five years ago. And this competition resulted in four finalists and two of those were actually defined in partnership with NXP. I think that's a good point to end it on. Otherwise, we could go right into the challenges of automotive security. Thank you, Timo. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This has been the Smarter World podcast with me, Nitin Dahad. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Thank you.